Welcome in another episode of Coldplay Break. Today, together with Ben, we talk about different types of managers. And of course, there are the various numbers of taxonomy related to this topic. But today, our talk is based on the Marcus Buckingham book, The One Thing You Need to Know About Great Managing, Great Leading and Sustained Individual Success. In his book, the managers are compared to the chess and checker player. And this is the area we are going to focus into the episode. Hi Ben, it's another episode of Corporate Break. Hi Robert. How are you doing? How are you today? Very good. Good. Recently you have uh, published an article about the chess, chess and checker and you basically compare the managers or you divide the managers to two, to ca- two categories. Yeah, so, and um, well, it's not really a division so, or categorizations of managers, but um, to give it a bit of background, so the article is um, reflections of um, or about a Marcus Buckingham uh, book titled The One Thing You Need to Know About uh, Managing Great Leading and Sustained Individual Success. Um, and the, the book joined my short list of reads um, is linked to what we spoke about in our first episode. It's basically emphasize the manager's important roles in leading um, their teams in time of uncertainties, especially when we're moving to what we call a new norm of working environment. So basically, I had that questions in, in my mind um, that I keep asking myself, and this is because of, of my, my current role, um, and that's um, what, what defines a good manager. And, um, and this is how basically I came across uh, Marcus's book. So in his book, um, he, find, he, he finds a good manager as the chess player, right? And instead what he calls an average manager, and sometimes he referred and used another word as mediocre manager, which he calls the checker. So he reflects on both games, player characters or traits, um, and then in his opinion, he, he, he concluded that a good manager is the one that invests in understanding his team's individual and deploy them strategically to different tasks leveraging their strength um, to win the game. On the other hand, the average manager, in his opinion, is um, will maintain the state of quo and transform in individuals in, in, in contrary or in, in, in the opposite of what good manager is doing, transform, trying to transform the individuals to a version of the function they have to operate. Now, let's look to that, um, this thesis um, from uh, while wearing actually the glass of reality. I think in my mind, and we're going to go through um, that today, uh, we need both kind of managers, um, depending, of course, in, in the task to accomplish. Good. Before we go down to the main topic, which is basically managing people through different management style, Tell me, how well do you know both games and uh, whether you know the rules of, of those games? So, um, I don't know much about Czech games um, and I do know how to play chess, or I used to at least, uh, since I don't remember when the last time I played chess, it must have been a long time ago. Okay, but could you consider yourself as a grandmaster of, of this game? Well, it's, it's a good question. Um, it's hard to say I'm a grandmaster um, of chess or a checker. Um, and I think, I'm thinking right now out loud, um, could we both, or asking the questions, could we 
master both game or try to play both games simultaneously and, and actually have that ability to switch um, depending on the circumstances. So if your friend comes to you, could you do you want to play chess? Yeah, sure, I could play that. And then another one does play chess, play check. And then, yes, sure, I could play that too. Um, but reflecting on my roles um, in, in today's organizations, that I'm in favor of chess management style, if, if you'd like to call it this way. Um, though um, it, it is because of the nature of the role that I'm doing. Yeah, now I'm thinking, so how it is possible that the, the rules are well known, but there's only a few grandmasters in the world? Well, it's, it's, it's a true and it's a good point, actually. Um, although the, maybe chess that amps closer to us, both of us, we play the game um, um, in, 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 in a few times. But it's true that um, chess games, you could Google them. Uh, you, you, there's books about it, there's documentaries, there's even TV show about it. So it's kind of win known, but we don't have that much of champion in the game. But maybe the question right now, we don't have to be one a champion, meaning, or perhaps the business um, wouldn't need one in particular on, on, on versus the other, and, and could be that we need both types um, of management in our organization. However, it is, it is essential to acknowledge that individual traits and, and, and skills are enduring and resistant to change. And why I'm saying this? that if you have a management, a certain type of management style, of course you could develop that, you could get some training, get some coaching, but it's so hard to shift to the other side. So if you're a kind of a Czech player or Czech, or you exercising kind of Czech um, game management style, so hard for you to shift entirely to be a chess player. I think it could be both of them. However, I mean, and then this is what Mark is kind of elaborating in, in his book, regardless of what kind of management style you have, you could you could master three things, and this is the set you um, to be good in the game. First, you need to understand your team's strengths and weaknesses. Those are your assets, basically. And the second one is understand what trigger or activate those strengths. People get motivated by certain factors, and if you find those, and then you gain a, a huge um, 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 asset in your, in, in your teams, in your organizations, you name it. And then the third is about learning or understanding employees' learning style. Here, you might have an employee who is learning by doing it, right? And others um, um, learning by watching somebody else doing it. Or some others, they can just learn on going training sessions. So you pick up the first example, if an employee learned just by doing it, it would be a waste of time and investment to put them in training sessions. It wouldn't work, basically. So this is where kind of basic skills and things that everyone could implement regardless of their management style. Okay, so, so far we compare the managers to the Czech, bracket, Czech players and the chess player. Uh, by the way, the Czecher players is a, US, a USA name. If we, if we are coming from more from the European English or English English, as a, as a dart. So the UK people call the Czecher players darts players. Yeah, that's correct. Um, Okay, look at the sim- let's, let's look at the similarity of those games. Both games are the strategic, uh, both games are the board game, uh, 
there's like there are two rivals, so two people who are sitting in front of each other, and now one needs to kind of outsmart the other one to win the game. But now, what are the differences of those games? Okay, so if you think of it, like basically, even without knowing the rules, right, and you're looking basically in the object of the game, right. So in a Czech game, you have same color of pieces. Look, they look the same, they feel the same, and they move the same way, right? The only thing is that you need to understand is like reacting or planning or anticipating your your counterpart moves, right? And then on the other hand, the chess game, you have different pieces. You have a knight. You have you have you have the um, um, the king. You have you have the rampart. You have you have different pieces, and they move different different ways, right? So you got to think strategically of what each game's or how each piece piece of this game moves, number one, and two, when you're going to deploy them. So you understand the strength and weaknesses of each one of them, and then you need to understand how you could play them in the games, all while understanding your counterpart and anticipating their actions. So you take that and you apply it in an organization, it works the same way. So if you are a management or you operating in a functions where basically you make sure things that happen in certain times and, and, and you don't have much of, you know, uh, projects or trans, trans, more transformative um, moves, and then you basically, you will be more of a checker management side. You just make sure that things are going to happen. And then if you look the other side, you might have a lot of project, you have a transformation journey, or you're building strategy for your business. And then you got to look to that and from a different angle. So you get to do, because you're going to have a teams from, they have different skills, different capabilities, different, different set, um, um, they have strengths and weaknesses, or you call them pitfalls. And, and then you can deploy that depends on your needs and what, what's your objectives basically in the game. Okay, to be, to be clear, the figures on the, on the game are your skills or the manager's skills or are the people who you manage? So no. so the figures on the game is the people you manage because those are what does your moving pieces, right? Your skills is understand how to move them. Right? Okay. Well you will need much more skills in a chess game on that board and you need a bit less for the check. It's not because it's one is smart and then the other it just because the Czech games it has the same moves, so they, they move the same way all of them regardless. While in chess, they kind of they have a different setup. Okay, so basically, in the one game, you have uh, the same set of people with the same skills, or you manage the project, which is actually which requires one set of skills, and then the other one is more complex when you need the people who have a different yeah. skill set and doing the different different things. All right. Okay, yeah. it is. I think that is clear. But I have a one more question coming back to the definition. We say that the checker player are the average, average managers. So if you look at the, now about, uh, if we look now about the, if we look now into the definition of average as a, as kind of expressing um, typical value in the data set, meaning we can say that the checker player are the majority. So, how it is the how it's possible that the there is so many successful companies or organization, but majority of managers are the checker player. Because it just okay. So the criteria that comes to my mind to answer this question is environment, right? And 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 maturity. So 
if we look to sectors where it's uh, service sectors, they they knew they do exactly the same service. Um, they have they might have new clients, um, ins and out, but they do exactly the same thing. So you don't need really a chess player, and then you need just to check it and ensure that we deliver to that customer, right? Um, that could be basically an, a business in the shared service centers or BBOs. But that depends on then on the maturity levels on here, right? So if there's an organization is really mature, it's like they, they picked up on their productivity, efficiencies, and so on and so forth, and they, they have a bit less of projects, and then you would need more of checkers in there. They just maintain that um, level of services, and it's all good. But and then I think Marcus Buckingham's looks at it in more of a broader pictures. So if you look, for example, to an IT sector, who's an IT startups, you will need the chess players. Because the, they, will, they will work with different teams, with different set of skills, and they kind of have to build a strategy, and then you have to secure growth. And then in that scenario, you would need really a chess player in your organization. Actually, the shared service sector is a, is a good example. Let's, let's pause here a little bit and talk about the shared service organization understood as a in-house services. So when you have an organization that sh- serves the service to the internal branches within the one capital group. So... There are different stages. Of course, there's a stage when you have to establish the processes or you have to move or transfer the process to organization. Then there's a stage when you are pretty much mature and you know what you have to deliver. But in some point, we have to transform a little bit to the kind of a business advisor uh, in the organization. So if we look at those, let's say, let's, 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 uh, Let's take the three stages. Of course, there's uh, much more, but let's focus on those three stages. If we, if you could a little bit elaborate how, how different uh, management style you need in each of the in each of the stage. So if you think of a a shared service center or an in-house basically in, in sourcing setups, in the very beginning you would need a lot of chess players, right? Because you're just setting the center. You need to map the processes. You need to to do your um, governance, your working models, frameworks, and so on. So you would need really a kind of um, um, a, a good amount of ch- chess players on, in, in your setup. But and then when you reach the maturity levels of two and three, or you're heading to the three, you kind of trim that part of ch- chess players and you kind of have, you keep your checkers basically on that level. So you know why? Because what else you could do and then versus what kind of resource requirement it, you need to in your setup. So if you just throw numbers on there, you might have in, in the earlier stages of your setup, so you're going to have 95% of your management is basically your checkers, and then in 5% is kind of those are chess players, they're really driving your strategic goals and so on and so forth. But then you need to head to the maturity level too, when you kind of, you, you have sunrise processes, you drive a bit of your efficiencies and cost saving and so on, you might reduce that to a 3 to 2%. And then when you reach a level one, which is by, uh, level three, sorry, which is where the maturity levels is maximized, and then you, you wouldn't need more than 1% in your organization doing strategic goals because it would have, you would have had naturally less projects. Yeah, it's, it's, it's true. Now I'm also thinking, uh, comparing to the checker, the chest managers, it's not like the one is, is better than the other one. No. Those are just uh, different management style needed in different situations. Yep. So it's... Uh, there's one, one, I think, last question that came to my mind. What if we have uh, too many chess players? And remember that those are very ambitious people with a different set of skills. And let's try to reflect that this one still on the, on the shared service center, meaning 
there's a let's say established organization that hired too much ambitious people i think it, the first thing comes to mind it will be too, too expensive setup to run um and and, and basically it's only it's, it's it goes down to what what's the what's the the the, um, the objective what we want to achieve right and then how much you want to invest in it right so the, this is goes back to what we talked about early on in that in early days that's worth the investment because you would need it so your investment being justified basically right and then you however you could make that in your setups that you, those guys are not your permanent um, resources so those are usually a consultant people that comes and goes um, and and you will have the checkers actually you you part of your permanent um, organization more or less those are the ones that are gonna run run the your centers going forward but it's it's, a, it's again finding the balance how, how much how much how much you need from each type of style management it's just to find a balance and then also that's why I kind of questioning in my mind could you be both could you be a check and chess player and I think there there is a chance that you might have people that have both skills and can switch. Simultaneously between them depends on this and, and, and the circumstances that you're going through. So it's a good questions. Yeah. Ben, it was very good conversation, like always. Thank you for this. And uh, at the end, I would like to say that if you haven't followed us yet on LinkedIn, please do it. There's a much more information that we're sharing on a daily basis. And then you can find us on the Spotify and uh, Apple Podcast. Thank you, Robert. Thank See you, you next one.